Hey everyone, welcome back to POV Unfiltered. This is Kyle Schumacher and I am super excited to be with you again today. We have another student leader from our ministry on with us and we are gonna give him a chance to share a little bit about himself, share a devotional, but we are extremely excited to be able to continue this segment with you all getting to know our student leaders a little better and hear from them. We hope that you all are doing well uh, in this new year uh, as we're about a month in. But yeah, let's uh, go ahead and invite Tyler Hare on. Tyler, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, hey, my name is Tyler Hare. I'm a junior at Kent State. Uh, my major is environmental studies, and I actually also have a business minor. So could you give us just a little overview of how you initially got plugged in to uh, FCA here at Kent State uh, and kind of that process? Uh, yeah, my sister went to college um, in Pennsylvania and she knew your now wife, Nicole. And when she decided to go to grad school, her first year at Kent was also my first year at Kent. So we kind of went to FCA together because we like knew Nicole. And then from there, I was just kind of regularly at meetings and I eventually stopped sitting in the back and met people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. I remember, I actually remember really well kind of those first few weeks meeting you uh, and kind of inviting you in. I do remember though, like at first you were very quiet. I think you just kind of like weren't sure, trying to feel out, hey, is this the place for me? Is this kind of what I want to do? Uh, so I guess with that, what made you in a sense kind of move from the back kind of to the front? What were some of those things that brought you maybe more into the ministry over those first few months? Um, definitely just, I think being more comfortable, like, you know, you do a couple icebreakers, you meet some people. And then I think what really kind of made it was like, I started seeing people outside of FCA and I felt like they were people that I really knew rather than just people that I was like in the auditorium with once a week. Um, like I, there was people with FCA that like we rode to church together and there was like a real like group of us that actually like knew each other as more than just like oh yeah, you were sitting next to me at our FCA meeting. Like it became a lot more than like, just like a casual, like I run into them occasionally. Yeah, that makes sense. That tends to be a big part of getting involved kind of in any group or areas, really feeling like you're knowing people. So I totally, totally get that. So for you, I guess one of my questions is why did you decide to become a student leader kind of that process of becoming a student leader? Yeah, I think it just kind of naturally happens when you, I don't know, I really enjoy FCA and I think there's a lot of good that we do. And I feel like when you're really passionate about something, you just want to be involved in it kind of naturally. And so then we had a meeting where we, I think we brushed on the topic and then I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that I, I want to be involved in. Yeah, I think that was probably near the end of your freshman year, we had maybe discussed it in some like minor ways and then kind of continue to have that conversation because you became a student leader then officially what beginning of your sophomore year is that correct I think we initially talked about it at the end of my first semester and then second semester yeah me and Hannah Schmid who I believe is the next meeting on this podcast is actually me and her and I think someone else kind of came in and did like some minor things like greeting people like did minor, like did announcements, but we didn't announce it officially until I think the beginning of sophomore year. I'm pretty sure that's how that played out, but I could be off. 
No, that that sounds right. It's hard to remember all those details, but yeah, that does sound right. I remember I remember having you in Hannah doing a couple of things like at Big Group, uh, just to get you kind of up in front and experiencing some of that stuff. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I guess now that you have been a student leader for a year and a half, what would you say are some of the things that you have loved most about it and maybe some of the biggest areas that you have seen yourself personally grow over the last year and a half? Oh, well, I definitely know the area that I grew the most in, and it's got to be like my prayer life, Um, specifically with like praying in groups like that's something that we had in our one-on-one meeting that I was like, yeah, I really don't like this. And then I mentioned it to Michael as well. And the very next meeting, he was like, Tyler, thank you for volunteering to pray. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I knew that was coming. But definitely, like, we'll be in, um, in a meeting now. And, like, if they're like, who wants to pray? And there's a five-second silence. Instead of sweating, I just, like, volunteer to do it now. So I think that's definitely an area that, like, spiritually I've grown a lot. But just, I think, in a, in a maturity sense, that having, like, some responsibility and then doing some things like that really has kind of matured me. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think you're right. That sense of having some ownership over something typically brings people into kind of a sense of maturity, right? It's like, oh, I don't, I no longer just like participate, but I have some kind of stake in this, right? I'm trying to create and build and want to like nurture uh, this thing. So yeah, that's, that's great. No, I really appreciate that. I mean, if there's anything else specifically that you want to share about the last year and a half, I'll let you do that. But if not, we can kind of jump right in and let you begin to share uh, that devotional that you prepared. Yeah, the last year and a half is, um, it's been rough for me. We'll put it like that. Um, And very recently, like, I've kind of seen God move through that. And being on the other side of it now really made me, like, appreciate how much God has been there for me, even when I didn't realize it. And that kind of ties into like my devotional that I wanted to do. The scripture that I'm, I'm looking at here is Habakkuk 3, 17 till the end. And I'm reading from the ESV here, but it's, um, though the fig tree should not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the field yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's and he makes me tread on my high places. And I think this is a, um, like a verse that really captures what it means to like put your faith entirely in God. And so like when the struggles in life come a year and a half ago, like life started hitting me bad and 2020 was not, I don't think it was anyone's year. So that certainly didn't help. Kind of early in that, I felt like I got overwhelmed really quickly and there was so much happening. And like personal life, the world at large, political, like so many things were happening. And I I was really focused on the circumstances and I just felt like I was not putting my trust in God. And so through that, I saw this verse probably like eight times. I was in like four church services where they spoke on this, two nights at FCA, like people just kept sharing this verse. My dad shared a Devo with me that had this verse in it. It was crazy. The verse itself is really interesting because when we think of it in our context, we're like, oh, his fig tree didn't blossom. That's sad. But for them, that could have been like a life ending disaster. I mean, they were an agricultural society. So if you had no flock, if you had no olives, if you had no, like if all of your produce fails, 
you might die or be begging for your life. And instead, in verse 18, he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. And he's like, he's not denying that there are bad things happening. And sometimes I feel like we want to just say that faith in God looks like ignoring things that are not going well. And in, here, and in this verse here, it talks about taking your focus from our struggles, from our problems, and from the outcome of the present situation, and shifting our focus towards how good God is and how he can bring us through them. And so he's saying, even if things look like they're not going well, even if the outcome of the situation is not what I want, I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord because God is still good, even when like life is not going well. And so this verse, like, honestly has transformed my life over the last like year and a half. And so, yeah, I think it's really tough to do. It's tough to say, even when things are falling apart, even though I'm putting in all this work and not seeing any of the fruit of it, I still know that God is good. And that's, that's a tough thing. And so obviously like it takes work, but it is very rewarding to do that. Yeah, that is, that's, that's great. And you, you are so correct when you think about this idea of when things are not going well, can we, can we truthfully and honestly look at God and say, Hey, I'm, I'm working on keeping my eyes fixed on you, not to ignore the hardships of the things going on around me, but to recognize that you are sovereign, like through it all, you are good through it all. And that my hope ultimately is in you, not in this circumstance, not in the outcome of these things that are happening, not like in my physical health or, you know, whatever it might be like, that's not where my hope can ultimately lie. And that is beautiful, but also insanely difficult. Yeah. And to the outside world, like to people that aren't believers, I had a, I had a roommate who was like, Hey man, like, how are you, how are you holding up throughout like all this craziness and like things in my personal life that were very bad. And I was like in and out of, you know, like a neurologist office. And he was like, Hey, like your appointment's coming up. Like, how are you feeling? And I was like, my hope isn't in a diagnosis from the doctor. Like my hope is still going to be in God. And my roommate, who's not a believer was like, Whoa, like that's like, it's crazy to people that aren't believers. But for me, like that was how, like, I really got through that time was I was like, I can't put my faith in the doctor telling me everything will be okay. Or the doctor telling me, here's what we're going to do to fix this. Like that, if you live like that, your circumstances will control you. Yes, absolutely. And I love that reminder of like your roommate, right? I mean, what an amazing opportunity you have there to also share the gospel, right? And share the hope of Christ. Like, even though you weren't, you know, going through and being like, Jesus died on the cross and all these things, you weren't saying that specifically, you were pointing to the hope of what Christ came for. And it's in those moments, right? So often that we can begin to build those bridges with people that aren't believers, right? As they see our life lived out, as they watch the way that we deal with and interact with like the world our own things like it's it's such a powerful and cool position that that we as believers can be in right when we have the chance to influence those around us just by the way that we like step into situations the way that just like you said like hey my hope isn't based on like a diagnosis or a non-diagnosis or whatever right like that's that can't be where my hope lies my hope has to be in something more firm than that well, Tyler, we really just appreciate you taking some time to share that little devotional and a little bit about yourself. That was great. Yeah, thanks for having me, sure. We thank you to our listeners for tuning in on getting a chance uh, to meet Tyler Hare. For those of you that listened before getting to meet Jaleel Nelson, 
uh, and we're excited to continue to carry this on here over the coming months so you can continue to, to meet our student leaders and hear more about things going on at Kent State. So thank you everybody for tuning in to POV Unfiltered. Thank you again, Tyler, for joining us and we'll catch you all next time. Bye.